When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to the MLB Daily Podcast, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. My name is Brandon Karam. LJ is off for the weekend as he is moving into school. So we're really sorry about that, that we both can't be here. And I know I wasn't here last week because I was moving into school. But uh, starting on Monday, we both should be here right through. Uh, the end, maybe a few days off here and there, as we are both very busy. But there's a lot of news that I have to talk about. I mean, the Giants and Dodgers are playing. They start that series uh, yesterday where they enter both eight and eight against each other this year. They had both scored the same amount of runs. I believe it was 68 to 68. They were tied in the NL West. And what happened? Well, the Giants are able to eke out a win in, or excuse me, against LA, thanks to a bases loaded error in extras, and the Giants win three to two. It's a walk off wild error that puts San Francisco back alone in first place. Basically, ground ball got hit to Trey Turner uh, with the bases loaded, bottom 11. Uh, he spun and fired to first base. The throw was a bit offline. Uh, first baseman ended up, I believe that that was Max Muncy who was playing first last night, uh, had to step off the base. It was Brandon Crawford who had the hit. Uh, 
And because it's bases loaded, force everywhere, and the Giants end up winning three to two, they're back in first place. And I mean, if this was only game one of this series, which it is, I mean, I can't imagine what today and tomorrow, today being Saturday, tomorrow being Sunday, what those games are like, because the intensity level legitimately felt like it was an NLCS game. I mean, of course, in San Francisco, some of the best baseball fans in the country, but the atmosphere that that stadium had last night and just watching the highlights of the game is, I haven't seen that in a long time at a regular season game. And look, it makes sense. The two best teams in the league fighting it out for their respective division title and it's going to be a dogfight here. Uh, I believe the starters for today, I can pull that up real quick. So the Giants play at 9.05 Eastern time. It will be Julio Urias going for the Dodgers. TBD for the Giants. But, I mean, look, Giants are in the lead now, like I've said a few times. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I want you guys to get the point that the Dodgers – retook first place just a few days ago for the first time since April 26th. And now Giants are back in front. You know, on paper, obviously the Dodgers have the much better team, but what Gabe Kapler's done with the Giants this year, I don't think LJ and I have really, really given him enough credit because what he's done has just been absolutely incredible. And I just can't wait for these next two games. I mean, is it out of the realm of possibilities for the Giants to sweep? Not at all. Is it out of the realm of possibilities for the Dodgers to then win two games in a row here and win this series? Not, not at all. I mean, that's what's going to happen when you have two of the best teams in the league, in my opinion, the two best teams in the league uh, going at it. And what a perfect time for the series right here at the start of September. We get the call-ups and the extra two guys on the roster. And, uh, yeah, it's just making such exciting content for us to talk about and to watch. Uh, so if you have a chance to tune into the Giants-Dodgers, you're not going to regret it. All right, up next, I want to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals because they have quietly got back into this NL wildcard race. At the current moment, they are a game and a half back of the second wildcard spot. San Diego is a half game back of the second wildcard spot. That second wildcard spot is held by Cincinnati, who is 72 and 64. Padres are 71 and 64. The Cardinals 69 and 64. So they all have, <clears throat> excuse me, they all have the same amount of losses, which is interesting, uh, especially when the Phillies are 69 and 65. There's still a lot of teams in contention. LJ or <laughs> said LJ like I was going to talk to him, but I am going to be talking to him about this. The Mets have won five in a row. They're 67 and 67. They're only four games out of it. I mean, this is still going to be one of the best wild card races I think we've seen in a long time, just because 
if it ends up being the Dodgers and the Reds, I mean, that storyline there is huge. It's like you have probably the best team on paper in the league facing off against this Reds team that, yeah, they made the playoffs last year. They had Trevor Bauer. They didn't score a single run in the in those two games they played. That's a good storyline. What if it's Dodgers-Cardinals? I mean, two teams that we both penciled in to win their respective divisions at the beginning of the year and they'd be playing each other in the wild card game of course the one everyone wants Dodgers Padres uh you know not a lot of explaining to do there uh the two most hyped up teams prior to the season they'd be in the wild card game and I let's just say whatever the result is I'll be watching well of course I'll be watching but it's not like I'm rooting for anyone specific here. I mean, I would love to see the Giants win the NL West. But if the Dodgers win, I mean, that would be, I believe, 11 years in a row that they won their division. I'm going to check right now. They won their division. Okay, so 2020. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. So they've won every year since 2013. So that would be quick math here. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years in a row. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to win your division nine years in a row, you're clearly building something special there. And I mean, I don't think that that's even a correct word to use for the Dodgers, but you guys know what I mean. But as for the Cardinals last night, they beat the Brewers 15 to four Adam Wainwright, once again, putting on a show six and a third one earned run four K's gets his 14th win of the season. They uh, rough up Freddie Peralta here. Uh, the Cardinals do. Freddie Peralta for the Brewers goes two innings, four earned, four strikeouts. His ERA is at 2.7 still, but very impressive performance by St. Louis. Uh, of course, they're not going to catch the Brew Crew for first place. They're pretty much a lock right now to win that NL Central. But other than that, I mean, this Cardinals team, the more you think about it, they they can compete in the playoffs. Uh, just running through their roster, the two main guys, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, have those guys hitting number two and number four and number two and number three, wherever you put them in a playoff game, it's scary. And that makes your chances of winning so much higher. I don't care that they haven't been playing as good as we expect them to. These guys are still superstar players and they step up when it matters. I do believe that beyond that Dylan Carlson, who's having himself actually a pretty good year for one of his first years called up Tyler O'Neill, having himself a fantastic season Edmundo Sosa, who has actually picked up the slack a lot lately, literally got on our player or on, on our team of the month for the National League. So there's a lot to like about this Cardinals lineup. And when you have Adam Wainwright as your ace, a guy who is in serious contention or not serious contention, but is certainly an outsider to win this NL Cy Young should 
catastrophe happened to the other pitchers. I mean, this is a team that I wouldn't, I don't want to face anyone in the playoffs, but this team, I just feel like, and this is going to sound crazy and this might be a hot take, but with the way the Cardinals have been playing as of late, I know they're three and seven in their last 10. I just don't like the way the Padres have been playing at all. I think I'd rather, if I was the Dodgers, I'd rather see the Padres than the Cardinals. And that's probably a hot take. Everyone's probably screaming right now at me. I just, I just think that the Cardinals, when it comes to October, they always, September, October, they always seem to turn it on. I mean, there's always something. And yes, you could uh, go back and look historically how they've gone in. Yeah, I know they've won a few titles and have been, have had up and down success the last few years in the postseason, but that's a consistent team. It's a team that consistently makes it to the playoffs and, like I've said, I, I would not want to face them. That's 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 just that. All right. I have a few more things I want to briefly touch on. First, Trevor Bauer's administrative leave has been extended for an eighth time. They just keep extending it a week after week. Uh, no idea when this is going to actually come out, when all the official details and result of the investigation is going to come out. But I'm assuming until then, the MLB will just keep extending his administrative leave by a week. We will keep you updated as we have every single week when they have extended this administrative leave. And that's really all I can say. I mean, we've already covered a lot of Trevor Bauer in this situation. Uh, Not much more to say other than when we have actual substance of information to give you uh, We'll do that. My second to last thing regarding this little Mets GM controversy as their general manager, uh, Zach Scott, of course, the other night was arrested due to DWI. Uh, He pled not guilty uh, yesterday, but he was arrested due to he was dozing in his vehicle. He refused a breathalyzer, failed a field sobriety test. He was coming from the home of Mets owner, Steve Cohen. Take that how you will. But uh, this was Zach Scott's first year with the Mets. He got hired out of the Red Sox organization, was their pro scouting and analytics uh, head. And he was originally the assistant GM, got Elevated to acting GM when the Mets had to fire Jared Porter, who was their GM this offseason due to his sexual assault allegations. And that whole, uh, I think the right word is disgusting case. Uh, Just, you know, once again here, the Mets... They, they can't get anything to go right for them. It's And I feel bad sometimes. I actually do being a Yankees fan because I can't imagine what it must be like to be a fan of a team where there's more problems off the field than there is on the field. And there's a lot of problems on the field right now, but it just seems like there's always something that just happens that completely derails whatever this, whatever success they had going for them. Uh, and just must be brutal to be a fan. Uh, I, 
I'm glad I'm a Yankees fan. I can say that. But uh, the Mets end up placing Zach Scott on administrative leave due to this arrest. Uh, they said until further notice, the team president, Sandy Alderson, will be assuming his responsibilities indefinitely. And yeah, like I said, it's been a tumultuous year for the Mets front office, to say the least. Alderson was the team, was the Mets' former GM. He stepped away a few years ago uh, after he was diagnosed with cancer, was brought back to the organization, though, by Steve Cohen. And he was expected to serve more of a broader role as team president. Uh, and look, I mean, I don't mind Sandy Alderson as being the guy for the Mets here. I just, you know, is, and I don't have anything bad to say about Sandy Alderson, not like the other guys, not like Zach Scott, not like uh, Brody Van Wagenen, not like uh, Jared Porter, but I mean, look where the Mets are now. How much does this matter? I mean, they're they're only four games out of the NL East title and four out of the wild card. So it's like, yeah, they won five in a row. And yes, they're there. But are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. And are they going to, if they do, are they going to do anything in the playoffs? Probably not. There's still no Jacob DeGrom back. We haven't heard anything about him in a long time. So yeah, uh, Mets are going to met and... Really, all I have to say about that. We'll stick with the trend of front office moves uh, for this last segment as the Mariners have extended their general manager, Jerry DePoto, and their manager of the club, Scott Cervase. Uh, the Mariners announced Wednesday that they promoted GM Jerry DePoto to president of baseball operations, signed him to a multi year contract extension. Uh, I believe the club also announced a multi-year. Yeah, right here. Okay, the club has also announced a multi-year extension for manager Scott Cervais. The length of the contracts were not specified. Uh, this is Jerry Depoto's, I believe, his sixth year with the Mariners. Yeah, he got hired uh, at the end of the 2015 season. Uh, look, I mean, Jerry Depoto is a... I'd say a pretty smart mind in baseball compared to the other GMs. Uh, when he first came into the Mariners, he was coming into an organization that had a very backloaded payroll. So he was going into a situation where his future uh, was not looking the best for the team just because of how much money they were spending in the future. And he had one of the worst farm systems in the league. However, the Mariners had winning records in two of his first three years. They didn't make the playoffs either of those years, but uh, that kind of helped set the basis for what he wanted to turn this Mariners team into. They had 89 wins in 2018. Following that year and over the next two seasons, he traded away Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, James Paxton, Gene Segura, Austin Nola, and a lot of others that he thought – could bring in he that he thought he would be able to trade and get a bunch of young prospects which he certainly has done uh some of these names that he was able to trade for include ty france jp crawford luis torrens 
Uh, some of his earlier acquisitions, guys like Mitch Hanniger, Marco Gonzalez. I mean, these guys are mainstays on the roster. I'd say they played a pretty key role in this Seattle's team emerging this year. And let's not forget about who they've added as free agents when he's been there. Chris Flexen uh, got added after pitching in the NPB last year. He comes back to the MLB. And then, of course, Yusei Kikuchi, who has took a big step up this year uh, for Seattle. Of course, makes the all-star game, and I thought has pitched really good this year. His his walk numbers could certainly come down. He's walking guys a little more often than he has been, but in terms of pure stuff, I mean, he's allowing less hits and more strikeouts than he ever has in his entire career. So uh, I like you say Kikuchi. I mean, look. For a left-handed pitcher, he's got two war right now for this year. You know, you slot him in as your number two or number three guy on a normal team, and hopefully that's what he'll end up being on this on this Seattle team. It's I I just really like what Jerry Depoto's done. And now with them extending Jerry Depoto, he might be able to see this this rebuild come all the way through to its to its culmination. I mean, let's not forget about some of the other prospects they have here. Logan Gilbert, who got called up this year as a pitcher, of course, and has pitched uh, very well at times, but is still young. So a lot of uh, potential with him. Jared Kleenex, that is Jared Kalanick, for those who are not avid listeners of the MLB Daily Podcast. Jared Kalanick, one of the top five prospects in the league certainly has not hit well in the majors since he's come up this year, but he's only 22 years old. He just turned 22 in July. So him to look out for is an outfielder, Julio Rodriguez, who is one of uh, the best prospects in the league as well. Excited to see him come up and uh, look, I mean, Jerry Depoto's known as trader Jerry because the sheer volume of trades that he makes is, you know, it's, it's a lot, but I, I can't blame the guy for what he's done so far. I think he's done a great job. He turned a franchise that really had zero direction and has made them one of the most interesting rebuild candidates here uh, in the past few years. I think, I mean, this is a team that, like I said, sold out completely to build up this farm system. And now all the guys are coming up. So we just kind of have to see. I think another team that did that is the current Tigers. I mean, so there's there's a lot to dive deep in with Seattle. And me and LJ can certainly do that one day. But this is a right move to extend the GM, extend the manager. Everyone's still on the same page for the next few years. Uh it's the same people and the re- relationships, excuse me, that they already had with each other are just only going to get stronger. That's players, front office staff, assistant coaches, uh, everyone, now that you bring back these two guys. So overall, I think a very smart move by the Mariners. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the MLB Daily Podcast. Be sure to check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. And yeah, thank you for listening. See you tomorrow.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.